Welcome back to the Knox Pride Podcast, the show that sits down with local members of the community and queer business owners. I'm your host, Matt Navarro-Camp, and this is my co-host, James. Hi, Matt. Hey, James. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. It feels good to be back in the studio. We, uh, It's been maybe like a week and a half or so since we recorded something uh, and I was missing it. I was itching to get back in here. I know. Like I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, it's been, it's been a couple of weeks since we've gotten to the studio, made some content, and you know, really got to put our feet back into this. And I am super stoked to uh, record with you today. Ready? That's so great. What's uh, what have you been up to the past week or so, Matt? So, as you and I may know, um, that we just recently took a trip to Asheville, North Carolina. And visited Black Mountain. If you guys have never been there before, it is absolutely gorgeous. There are so many things to do there. Um, it was just a wonderful time. It was a great time. It was the two of us and our co-producer and engineer, JD, and then um, a couple other people who are working on things for the uh, for the network and... We sort of wanted to hit the reset button and figure out some stuff for uh, this whole podcasting thing. It's very new to all of us. And uh, I I really, really needed it. I recently uh, left one of my jobs unexpectedly, and um, I was sick all last week. And yeah. I just really needed to recharge, and it was a really great time. And also, we uh, are interested in traveling around the Appalachian area and figuring out some great places for queers to visit, queer-owned businesses, things like that. And we did a little bit of an investigating Black Mountain and Asheville <laughs> for things like that as well. Yeah, there was a lot of really great local queer businesses or ally businesses out there. Um, and again, they were, they were super awesome, very kind. You know, I really never have been to Black Mountain, I guess. I've been to Asheville once before. I'd never been either. And it was so... It was so cute, and it seemed like just about every business had a rainbow flag hanging right. outside of it, which made me feel really safe. I, as a queer, would recommend definitely that you visit Black Mountain. It was a whole lot of fun. I remember telling that to John. I was like looking over. I was like, almost every door here either has a pride flag on there or a trans flag. And I was like, this is amazing. It's actually refreshing to go to a different yeah. town and seeing that on every single door. Especially was... a mountain town, you right. know, like you you kind of might expect the opposite of that. But we had a good time. We went to a lot of cute local shops. Um, I got a deck of Oracle cards. Um, I also accidentally gave a delicious London fog to um, the spirits <laughs> of an antique shop that we were in. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. I just set it down and then it was gone. What else did we do? We ate pizza at, uh, what was it called? My Father's Pizza. Yeah, My Father's Pizza. It, it was, was delicious. I had a so stromboli. good. And there was actually a really that really good coffee shop while we were there. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, though. I don't either, but it was one of the best coffees I ever had. And then John started drinking that sipping chocolate. And I swear that was probably one of the best, best things I have ever tasted I in my life. I was not paying attention or I was, I don't know, I didn't see any sipping chocolate. That sounds delicious. It what is the difference between sipping chocolate and just like hot chocolate? I I don't personally know. <laughs> he was saying something about it's not as, it's maybe thicker. JD's squirming. I think he might know the answer. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, we had a great time in Asheville and in Black Mountain. Um, we spent a lot of time in West Asheville this, this go around, which typically we spend a lot of time downtown, but I really liked West Asheville a lot. Um, I'd really only been in that area to go to the odd, um, but it was nice to spend more time there. What was your, uh, favorite thing you ate all weekend, Matt? Mm, Let's see. The favorite thing I've had that week was, so that night... When we got there, we got there on Friday night. What did we go to that pizza shop? Is that what that was? No, that was on Saturday. Friday night we went to the place that had tapas and ramen. I honestly don't even remember what I got, but I remember <laughs> the food was so good. It was delicious. I got I accidentally ordered a uh, huge bottle of sake. <laughs> I thought I was getting the little bottle with the little cups. But I got a big old bottle, but it was delicious. It was like uh, an apple sake. It was yeah, really good. It was really good. I'm, I remember you saying that you thought we were just going to get a shot because we all had a drink. And then next thing you know, there is <laughs> bottles coming to yeah, the table. We were popping popping bottles. And I really liked that it was like West a family Nashville. style, too. Like, I love the long, big table. <laughs> you you mean the part where we had to sit with strangers? I love that. <laughs> I think that is so cool. John did not care for it very much, but I thought it was one of the coolest things. I've never, you know, really been to a restaurant like that because, I mean, I don't feel like we have that in Knoxville, but I thought it was really, really fun. Well... I guess everyone didn't come here to listen to us talk about the good time we had in Asheville, but we did want to recommend it for you. Asheville and Black Mountain, very queer-friendly, delicious food. Go visit. Yeah, if, you're, <laughs> if you can make an hour-and-a-half, two-hour drive. That's the thing, too. It's really, it's not far at all, so it's really nice. It's, you guys yeah. should head over the hills. We probably ought to get to our first... Uh, our first guest, our first guest at all, honestly, because the last episode was just us. So this is our official, very first Knox Pride guest. Matt, who is it? And we uh, we are super excited to introduce Chrissy Bats to the podcast. Um, if you guys don't know who Chrissy is, she is the owner of Mama Bear Sweets. She is a wonderful person. Um, never met a more sweeter person in my life. Well, without further ado, here's our very first interview for the Knox Pride Podcast. Chrissy, welcome to Knox Pride Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. We're very excited to have you as our very first guest. I'm honored. For uh, those of you who are not familiar with Chrissy, she's going to give you a little overview of who she is and where she came from. <laughs> Well, my name is Chrissy Batts, and I grew up in um, Little Rock, Arkansas, and my husband and I met in Atlanta, and we moved here from Chattanooga about 15 years ago, um, right after our oldest child's first birthday. So um, my oldest child is queer. They are a member of the trans community, and um, I have another younger kiddo who is um, just an awesome one as well, so... (laughs) We love that. We love a supportive parent. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just can't wait to get you in here and let everybody else get to know who Chrissy is. <laughs> I, w- I was very lucky to, I feel, I mean, I, we've known each other for a while because mm-hmm. I used to work at South Press. Um, but I feel like I got to know you a little bit better 
during the Pride Festival this year. And I just love you, Chrissy. I just love everything you do. And I love how great you are to your kids and your family. Um, And we actually accidentally, you haven't heard yet because it hasn't been put out yet, but we probably talked for three or four minutes about you on the first podcast. So the audience is already sort of familiar with you. (laughs) So that makes me feel real special. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, it was, (laughs) it had to be you, obviously Knox Pride and then South Press, like, you three are going to be probably the most ones we talk about on here just because <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chrissy, you mentioned a little bit about having a queer teenager. Mm-hmm. It's probably really difficult to have a teenager in general, but a queer uh-huh. one <laughs> <laughs> makes it even better. Um, makes it even better. What was your initial reaction when your child came out to you? Well, when they first came out, um, I misunderstood them, and I thought they were telling me that um, a friend of theirs was queer. (laughs) And I was like, why are we having such an emotional reaction about this? I'm a little confused. (laughs) And then they were like, no, me. And I was like, oh, this makes way more sense. (laughs) So um, my initial reaction was, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to, how do we, you know, I went into mama bear mode. And um, I think supportive and then as the trans piece sort of started to come unfold um maybe a little bit scared and um that's where my you know mama bear kind of kicked in of course learning how to deal with what's mine and what's theirs and how to help them navigate the world and not put my stuff that i need to work through on them so that's been one of the biggest um, blessings of all of this, I guess, just learning what's mine and what's theirs and where those lines are. I love that. What about your husband? What was your husband's initial reaction? How did he feel initially? Um, you know, we're both have always been supportive. Um, I grew up with my parents' best friends were gay and they were, we were always around other queer people. So it wasn't really, that didn't, um, and his brother is gay and that didn't seem to me. I mean, it's, that wasn't part of anything hard that we worked through, if that makes sense. I love that. Uh, I'm from an older generation and I feel like when I was younger, other younger people who were also coming out, our families were like the last people that we told. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like there's been a shift in that. And I love that now that seems to be the first person you know that that people can tell it's beautiful that's great um and you said that your husband has a gay brother Mm -hmm. um is he single no he's he's been married for a long time you missed out on that one (laughs) (laughs) this whole podcast is just a cover for me to find a husband i know know. (laughs) um he's 12 years older than daniel so um oh yeah and i didn't realize Daniel was, he's what, 42, 43? He said no, he's together. 47. 47. That's insane to me about how old he looks because he doesn't look that old. No, he doesn't. His brother doesn't either, though. Just blessed. He's blessed also means. handsome as all get he out. Really we were saying that he should be the face of, the, <laughs> of your cookie company. <laughs> that would, just both of you guys on there on, on, the, on the trailer. I love it. Uh, speaking of... Your cookie company. Mm-hmm. I think Matt's got a few questions for you about that. So 
actually one of my questions was going to be where mama bear treats come from, but we all just kind of got that, you know, with the previous question you had there. Um, so what made you want to start mama bear sweet treats? So I've always made these sugar cookies that everyone loves. And um, it's always just kind of been my thing that I did in my spare time or for holidays or birthdays or whatever. And we, um, my parent, my family had always said like, hey, let's, you should sell them. And I used to own a catering business in Chattanooga. And I was like, that was, it closed during the recession and it was a really hard life lesson. (laughs) And so, um, but it was really good and it was yeah. really successful for a long time. And so when they kept saying, you know, you need to do this, I was like, no, 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 we're not going back into the food business. Can't do that. Not going to do it. And my husband had always said, like, you will, you will get back in at some point, like when the time's right, you will. So originally we signed up for the first market here at Knox Pride and I just was going to donate my money back. I really wasn't even trying to do it as a business. And then the funny thing about what's next for um, Mama Bear is about it was at the Dogwood Arts Festival so it was yeah. right after um, the fir- it was within the first month of that first Knox Pride market um, and I went to the Dogwood Arts Festival and I saw this little pink trailer and I was like oh my gosh and she was selling cookies and I was like now if I could have that I would just sell all the cookies and give <laughs> all of my dollars to the queer family and it would just be fabulous. Um, so it's always sort of been in the back of my mind that we would grow in some way. I just didn't know what that would look like. Right. But it just started out as a fundraiser. And I, cause I remember I was selling merch here yep. that day and you and your family were to my left just selling cookies. And I was like, Oh, that's, that looks awesome. And then here we are. What that was, what you said, March of last year? I think so. So it's been almost a full year with Mama Bear Sweet Treats, and mm-hmm. it just keeps getting better because I recently heard that you got a new addition to your business. So if you want to give that a little explanation. Yeah. Um, so we just bought a food trailer, and we're going to be selling... Our cookies on You the got go. your pink trolley? I got my pink That's so exciting. Her name is Dolly. I love that. Dolly yeah. the cookie trolley. Dolly the cookie trolley. And um, she's going to, we're just going to take her all over the southeast and sell cookies and keep giving back to the LGBTQ community locally. That's I love our that. Goal. If you need a tester for any ideas that you have for new cookies or anything like that, I'm always willing to taste your cookies, Chrissy. Always. I will always, always bring y'all cookies. <laughs> I, remember. I keep forgetting them. I've literally left the house twice now without cookies for y'all. <laughs> and it's all right. <laughs> but no, it, they're so good. I remember when you came over to talk about catering the wedding, she brought a whole box just full of cookies, and I swear we ate at least... 10 that night just sitting there because it was they were so delicious my favorite is the grazing boxes because mm-hmm. there's just a little bit of everything, everything. and uh, i've been working on new flavors jocelyn hadn't had been open so i've just been so you've busy. had time to yeah so i've been i've got all kinds of new flavors oh, well so where can uh where can our listeners find dolly the cookie trolley in the near future well so we will be at chocolate fest on the 28th of this month of january um, and then we will be at the Knox Pride Thriftique opening, grand opening on the 4th of February. 
and we'll be at South Press on the 11th of February. Busy. You're uh, busy. Yes. And that one we're doing, like, it's the weekend before Valentine's Day, so we're doing Valentine's boxes, and we'll have cookies and stuff, and then we're donating for Knox Pride and for South Press. We're doing, we normally do 10% of our profits, and so, but for those two events, we're going to do 30%, just kind of as our kickoff. Wow. So. And then we'll be at Hey There for their uh, Valentine's Day market on the 12th. Oh, I love their tea. Their their mm-hmm. boba tea is so good. I know it seems like Mama Bear Sweet Treats is everywhere because every time there's something going on at South Press, there's something going on at Knox Pride. Mm-hmm. You get like you all are always there. Like there yeah. there's always something <laughs> that you guys are getting into, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, so kind of bringing back to you all being at Knox Pride, you you were there helping for Pride this past yeah. year. Um, so what was your, what was your involvement while you were there? Um, I helped out in the food booth for that. And we sold mama bear cookies at our booth. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody about that today. Um, and, um, yeah, that was my involvement and it was a long, fun weekend. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was hectic. It was but did good you get, hectic. Did you get to drive a golf cart? Yes, I did. Wasn't it great? I got I hitched rides to the bathroom. More My than favorite. I mean, I loved the golf cart because I don't I don't drive. I almost said in real life, but I don't drive because I'm afraid of cars. But if I flip over in a golf cart, I think I'll be just fine. So I was driving those things every chance I got. It I wasn't a it. lot during the actual festival, but before and after. Before and after, there was a lot of zooming around. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, because if you're walking that once or twice in a day like that is a lot to it walk. was and a it, lot <laughs> but thankfully it was in october so it was not 97 degrees oh, the yeah. weather was, was so great yeah, it, it was, was really nice chrissy what was your favorite moment of pride fest 2022 i think getting to spend the whole weekend with everybody and getting to know everybody a little bit better and just kind of forming that bond with everybody was definitely the highlight of of my weekend for sure just um I already knew how awesome everybody in the community was, but really kind of just sealing the deal on that. (laughs) Christy, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Are you interested? Sure. (laughs) All righty. It's just nine quick questions. Who was the first queer person you ever met? My parents, best friends, Ann and Anita. Would you rather have a trip to the city or a trip to the beach? Mm, It's a hard one, but the beach. Dinner and a movie or drinks and dancing? Mm. Can we do dinner and drinks? Sure. Love that. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> uh, morning person or night owl? Mm, somewhere in the middle, actually. Okay. I yeah. feel that. Uh, pizza or hamburgers? Mm, good burger. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Warm weather or cold weather? Warm. Yes. And my last question is a very important question. Me or Matt? Just kidding. Ca- I'm just <laughs> Jacob. JD. Just kidding. Um, what's your favorite cookie? Oh man, that's a really hard one. Um, I always will have a soft spot for my sugar cookies, but I do love all my new flavors. And the um, coffee toffee one is probably that, or the new Oreo cookies and cream flavor. I haven't had that one. Your coffee toffee is my favorite, though. Is it? Yeah. 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 The the 
Oreo one. And we're also like potentially going to do fun names for them. So I need to poll everybody. We need to have a tasting party. Ooh, so that we you can... could uh, have a the Big Gay James if you'd like. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Chrissy, it's been delightful having you in the studio today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Do you have a social media for you or for the company that you'd yeah. like to? Yeah. Uh... Mama Bear. Um, on Instagram, we're mom at mama.bear dot sweet treats but there's just one t in the middle instead of two okay um and we're just on facebook mama bear sweet treats awesome. i need to have a tiktok but i don't i need some help with that maybe you can help me <laughs> i feel like a cookie tiktok would go over I really do well too, so. especially with dolly i think yeah would love oh that would be adventures. beautiful we'll yeah. figure that out for you and uh you can also look in the description or follow our social media, and we'll link you guys to Chrissy's social media as thank well. Thank you so much. Um, well, thank you for being here, Chrissy. Yeah. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you. Love you guys. Hey, Matt. Hey, James. Do you like fun? I do. Do you like making new friends? Oh, yeah. Do you like drag? I love drag. Do you like being at home in bed by 10 p.m.? It's literally my favorite thing. Well, you should check out Open Stage Drag Night every Wednesday here at Knox Pride starting at 8 p.m. with your hosts, the Lady Victra and Dixon Normus. This is an 18 and over sober event. Isn't Chrissy just a treasure? I am literally obsessed with her. She is, again, probably one of the best humans I have ever met. I went to South Press the other day, and I had Jocelyn. I never, I always just have Jocelyn make me something delicious, and it always works in my favor. But I also got one of um, her, she has these peanut butter cookies that have like a chocolate peanut butter heart in the yeah. middle of them. Oh, they're so good. You need to go to South Press as soon as possible and get one of those. But see, I think I spend more time looking at Chrissy's cookies than I do for the South Press menu. Because I always get the same drink, but the cookies are always different. And I just want to eat every single one of them. Mm. Delicious. Matt, do you think it's time we let our listeners know what's going on at Knox Pride in the next couple weeks? Yeah, let's share some information of some upcoming events in the month of February. It's a good thing I have my laptop open to KnoxPride.com, and I've got the calendar right in front of me. Let's see. Looks like on the 4th of February, we have the Thriftique Grand Opening from 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on the same day, we have Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke starting at 7 p.m. Don't forget that on the 9th and the 16th of February, we've got our life skills classes at 7 p.m. And then on February the 11th, we have our trans support group here at the Knox Pride Center from 1 to 3 p.m. On the 12th of February, we've got a drag brunch benefit at South Press at 12 p.m. You can find info on tickets for that in the show notes. And then on February the 13th, my amazing co-host, James, will be hosting Queer Cinema Club at 7 p.m. We'll be watching Broken Hearts Club. So earlier in the episode, Matt, you mentioned a John when we were talking about our adventure to Black Mountain. Would that be John Camp? Exactly. I'm talking about John Camp, the CEO of Knox Pride. We had an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with John. And Matt and I know John pretty well. But we would like you guys as listeners to also know him as well as we do. Well, maybe not as well as we do, but 
we do want you to get to know him. So how about you guys do us a favor and listen to this interview? All right. And our next guest is somebody that I know very well. We would like to welcome to the Knox Pride podcast, John Camp. Hello, John. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Will you tell the uh, listeners your pronouns, please, John? My pronouns are he, him. All right, John, we have some amazing questions for you. So if you can, tell us about your Knox Pride journey. My Pride journey started in 2018 in the fall. Um, I joined the Pride board as the special events coordinator. It was a new title that had not been taken on before. And my job was to handle all of our fundraising events, like next to nothing, art out, and then create new events to help raise money for Pride Fest. Um, and then in 2019, I became vice president um, and took over Pride Fest itself, along with the special events. And then in 2020, right before the pandemic, I made the president of Pride. And then after that, we opened the Pride Center and I became the executive director of the Pride Center in 2021. What made you want to be a part of Knox Pride to begin with? I did not want to join Pride to begin with. Um, we had several local queer business owners approach myself, Dustin, our business partner, Carrie, to help Pride with organization, accounting, and kind of getting back on track to for the festival itself and the events surrounding the festival. Um, so originally, we went to the board meeting to apply to take over like I normally do. Uh, but then I also saw there was a lot of great things that could be happening, great possibilities. So that intrigued me to be part of it. All right. And, you know, now that you've been with Knox Pride for the past four, four and a half years, you know, what made you want to, you know, leave the corporate world to, to kind of be more involved now at Knox Pride? Um, when the pandemic hit, we were trying to decide how to best use, use our time because uh, we weren't putting on a festival that took eight months of planning we had resources available, and there was still a community in need. And I think more so during the pandemic than ever before. A lot of people were isolated and alone. Um, and I was fortunate enough to work steadily through the pandemic and be out in the world safely. Uh, but my closest friends were stuck at home. Um, a lot of people were isolated. We saw a lot more need. Um, and once you start working under that assumption of need, you start thinking, how can you put your skills in place to do what's best for your community at large. Um, and that's where the idea for a pride center came, came into. We knew that eventually, hopefully we wouldn't have to be isolated away from each other. And it seemed a little silly to spend most of the year planning a one day event, a parade where it's, those things are super important for folks to be seen yeah. and be around people. But like I normally do, I thought, well, how can we do that better? And I thought having a place people could gather, the original idea was, the rent on one of these spaces was $100 more than our storage unit, and we could at least have our pride board meetings. Um, and then once we moved into that space, the second space came open right away, and we figured a way to get that. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We had a lot of outreach from the community. We had a lot of folks who were in need of services, in need of food, in need of clothing. And it just became this thing that we couldn't unsee. We had to figure a way to take care of it. You right. kind of become a person... Once you start doing this job, no matter what the intention were originally, and folks are in need and start reaching out to you, you can't stop doing it and leave those people kind of, you know, in a bind. You kind of put yourself out to take care of them. And that's that's more of a lifelong commitment, not a three-year term commitment. Yeah. Well, since you've 
sort of taken over leadership here at Knox Pride. There's been a lot of changes. I feel like you and the Knox Pride team has really done a good job at taking pride from being something that just happened one week in a year to taking to making it 365 days a year. And uh, I think that that's amazing. Um, you got me involved. I was reluctant to be involved at first, too. <laughs> just, just not because I didn't care about the community or be involved. I just uh, I didn't really think that I had any potential to help out at all. And I was wrong. Um, and pride is really what made me see that. Um, and I mean, pride made me proud. Basically it made me proud of myself and it made me really take a look at what I had to give. And, and I think about things differently now. I don't think as much about what I can't do. And I try to think more about what I can do. So that's a way that Knox pride has changed my life for sure. I think of things differently too. Like when I joined pride, um, a previous board member looked me dead square in the eyes and said, if you're looking for a title or to feel important, this is the wrong place for you to be. And unfortunately, a lot of folks who have come and gone, that was kind of their motivation. They wanted to have that on their Facebook page that they were involved. And that's what I joined for. I like being in charge. I like having president titles by my name of as many things as possible. Uh, but that changes over time. So I think that you're right. Pride changes you. I'm proud of what we do here. And I don't really care to... I don't need to tell people I'm in charge of it. I don't need people to give me recognition. I do try to spend majority of my time now making sure other folks have my voice, my privilege, and my space. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, you know, I've joined roughly now a year mm-hmm. um, since we had our interview and, you know, started being with Knox Pride. And I remember the first couple of times just like going home, I'm like, after our meetings and stuff like that. And I was like, this is, and it seems like a lot, like, you know, listening to like the agenda that we have to do and like, we have to, you know, go to all these events and it seems like a lot, but like once you start to do all that stuff, go to these events, see all the, you know, the people that we, that we help out, like it, it's so emotional to, to do that. Um, But emotional in a good way, you know, like it, it will, it kind of gets to you at certain points because seeing stuff can be, you know, a little heartbreaking at some points, but you know that you're doing good for them. And it's, it's, it's super helpful. I remember well, we, going home after a couple of times and crying. Cause I'm like, it's so emotional. It, it hits you in a certain way, but it, it's so beautiful. Well, story and I are here every day. Um, we cry all the time. Good, good tears, bad tears, stressful tears, happy tears. Um, and all of you, the three of you are, just stuck in me volunteering you guys what to do most of the time, <laughs> uh, along with a couple more of our really good friends. That's been our last 20 years of our life. But it's not a job that you get to stop. I was looking at my calendar, <laughs> and it kind of made me depressed and happy. Um, you Google calendars will tell you how many hours of meetings you had in a month. And for January, I have 49 hours of meetings. Um, and I thought, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meetings. Um, but it's kind of what we all do. We go, you guys have jobs you go to every day and then you come here. If you're off, you're here. I'm here all day long. Dustin's here all day long. Um, when we leave here, we talk about pride. We talk about how we're going to work on stuff. We spent seven months talking about podcasting before you guys started podcasting. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle and it's not something you get to turn off, unfortunately, but we're fortunate to be able to help people and to be in a position that we get to do that. We don't have to be the people getting the help. We have a good support system of our family of friends, and we're able to move that out into the community at large. I think that's helping a lot of people. 
John, what do you? Uh, what are some major highlights and changes that have happened since? I think the Pride Center is probably the biggest. Having a physical location where people can come and be themselves. That's probably what we hear the most. People feel like they can come here and they don't have to be fearful of other people that are here. They don't have to be fearful of being seen here. Um, the resources that we offer empower people on a daily basis. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, the other things, when I joined way back when as special events coordinator, looking through reviews, old emails, and just people coming up because for a long time, Pride was not associated with good. And if they heard you were on Pride board, you heard all of the bad. You don't really yeah. hear the good, regardless of how good an organization is, you hear the bad the loudest. And the biggest thing was inclusivity, um, being represented, and, and, and taking care of people. And I think the first year we were involved with Pride, we did that with uh, Next to Nothing. I think that we made a huge change on how that event ran, how people were treated that were in the event, um, and how the event looked to the community. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you do in these walls, if it doesn't work for the community, they don't understand it, it doesn't look like it's a good fit for us, it doesn't make sense. Because if we don't do the right job, it doesn't just affect us, it affects our community at large. So I think the culture shift to caring about people, making sure people felt represented and seen and heard, I think those are probably my what I'm most proud of as far as changes go with Pride. And then having the space. I think space is important for people. Um, South Press did that first. I don't want to say that we're the pioneers of that. Other people I'm sure have too, but South Press was a big one for me during the pandemic following Jocelyn on TikTok. And I thought, well, if a trans woman can open a coffee shop during a pandemic in South Knoxville, surely we can open a pride center. You know, it can't be, if she's doing it and putting it out there, we should be able to do the same thing. And, you know, we've gone from a thousand square feet to 2000 square feet. And hopefully by the summer we're at 7,000 square feet and we can just offer more services and, and availability and space for people. So I'd say visibility, inclusivity, having people recognize themselves in the people that are here and working and their physical space are probably the, the biggest changes I'm proud of. Yeah. Cause I mean like the, the center has been here now for, it was a year in October. Um, so, you know, it's been, it's been a long, good year doing good work, um, for good people. Um, and it, you know, it, it's, it's good for, you know, the LGBTQ plus group, to be out here, to be represented, you know, to people to come through, to pick up, you know, any type of needs that they, you know, may have here. Um, Cause well, you know, we have like the clothing closet now, a whole thrift teak um, that is, that has launched and it's beautiful. It's amazing. And we have like the food pantry. So with that, what is like the big takeaway when, when launching these two fantastic? I think my takeaway would be, the need. We thought we had a good idea. I like having good ideas. <laughs> I like ex executing good ideas. Um, but I think seeing folks come in, use the space, use the resources, connect with other people, make long lasting friendships and relationships and feel empowered is probably the biggest takeaway from the Pride Center. And I think with Pride Fest in 2022, it was such a dramatic shift that a lot of people were shocked and confused at first, but I think it worked and people understood it. But I think that's probably my biggest takeaways from either of those. Those are kind of our two biggest defining things right. are the center and the festival. And I think, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me as far as a takeaway. Yeah. Cause the festival obviously does not happen overnight. It takes quite a bit of time for, 
for all of us to plan and help and organize and get that together. And fold t-shirts. And fold <laughs> and thousands of t-shirts. Lots of t-shirts. Um, so, you know, kind of if you can give us like a breakdown, like what, how long would it, how long does it take for a festival like Knox Pride Festival to be organized? Um, and, you know, what, what key factors go into making a successful festival? I took the Monday off of Pride Fest 2022 off. And that Tuesday, I had my first meeting with the city about Pride Fest 2023. So it's a full year. Yeah. Um, I think in 2018, it took us about five months of planning. But it's grown to something now at this point where it's it's a full year of planning. We're planning every day. And when we get to August and September, it's um, 80 hours a week easily for everyone. Um, it's not me doing it by myself. We have a lot of dedicated friends and super volunteers that are here. And the weeks leading up, three weeks leading up, we're all here. We eat dinner here. Sometimes we sleep here. And we're just spending all of our time on Pride Fest. I don't think people realize what it takes to put on the largest free Pride Fest in the South. Um, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of contracts. There's over 200 city employees just to coordinate with, just to get to the day of setup. Um so I think that's what the biggest thing. It's just it's about a year. It's a it's a solid year of work. It should be someone else's full time job, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> but to keep it free, um, and we're very proud that we're able to offer that free to anyone because anyone should be able to go to Pride without a boundary of expense. Um, but it's it's a big undertaking for a lot of people. And with all that year long work, w- what was some of your favorite moments from Pride Fest twenty twenty two? Um, I have one or two, uh, two probably favorites. I think a recurring theme in my life is like to be in charge. Um, I prefer to be in charge. I'm comfortable being in charge. Um, but very rarely do I get to see what happens. So the first couple of years of Pride, I spent a lot of time, energy, heart, and never really saw anything other than the background of things or running by on golf carts. So the night before Pride 2022, you and me and Dustin got to spend time. Oh, but cry. <laughs> we got to spend time watching the um, lights yeah. in the amphitheater. That was really important. And then the last day of Pride, thanks to Story, she's crazy. I love her, but she's, you know, she did a great job at Pride. She afforded us the luxury um, for me and several of my friends to be able to walk around and actually enjoy Pride. And I've never, I don't remember the last time I ran an event. And I got to stop and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I had a great time. And it was nice to breathe for a minute. Right. Well, we are all looking forward to to what comes uh, in the next two, three, four years down the road with Knox Pride. Um, James, did you have a question you wanted to ask, John? I was actually just wondering uh, what's coming up in 2023 for both Knox Pride and Pride Fest. Well, a couple things you're seeing and hearing. The podcast is huge. I think you guys um, starting this is an amazing step forward, not only for you all, but for community members in the future and Pride itself. Um, launching the podcast network. I'm recording my first episode of my podcast uh, tonight. And I hope that we have limitless people that want to use this space eventually. And once we grow into these other spaces next to us, we'll have a dedicated studio um, where you guys can have your equipment set up and do it when you want instead of in a circular table but in the middle of the thriftique. <laughs> you guys deserve better than that, but we're we're getting what we have for now. 
Um, and I think the Thriftique, we've been open for two weeks. We opened the 3rd of January. We kind of surprised people with it. Um, people are still coming in and getting clothing and, and, and necessities for free. And then people that can afford to help out are buying stuff. And we've had over 220 transactions. That's how I kind of look at things on Square. So I would say we had at least that many people in the store in the last two weeks. So it's been really exciting to see people engage with it. So I hope that upcoming the Thriftique is a great success. The podcast is a big success and people enjoy it and use it to its full advantage. And just things happening here at the center. We have over 40 events a month. They're growing. We're starting our markets back in March. Um, those are my favorite things we do or yeah. the makers markets is the most fun thing to do here. Um, and then our life skill classes are ongoing and we're working with a few organizations who have, we're in our third round of life skill classes and we may be doing that turning into a 52 week program and there are different companies that are going to come in and help us make that happen. So it's not just a couple of us running all of it. So I think the education piece, the resources, um, and just growing the opportunities for our community is going to be really exciting for 2023. And we'll have a festival and a parade, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on and we, we do always need hands to help. So if you're interested in volunteering with Knox Pride, you can visit knoxpride.com. Or you can email volunteers at knoxpride.com and they'll get you all set up with a questionnaire so we can place you. And James is running that. He's the volunteer coordinator now. I will say that I've guarded that very badly for the last year and a half and not really let a lot of people in the bubble because it's been a um, learning experience. But we're excited. Tomorrow we have our first round of volunteers coming in to help the center. So it's real exciting to have more people come in. What are the hours for Knox Pride Thriftique? Right now, we're open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to have a couple nights a month where we're open until 8, so people can come after work if they need to, or school. So just knoxpride.com on the landing page, you'll see our calendar of events, and it'll have those evening night nighttime hours as well on there. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, John. Before thanks for we having let, me. No problem. Before we let you go, though, I do think that Matt has some rapid-fire questions for you. All right, John. So I'm going to ask you... Probably like five or six questions. These are going to be really quick. Okay. So you just say, uh, I'm going to give you two options. You're going to give me the first one that you enjoy. That's best. I'll talk too you much ready? if you don't give me options. All righty. <laughs> so, salty or sweet? Sweet. A night out or a night in? Night in. Expensive presents or homemade presents? Homemade these days. Do you prefer driving or flying? Driving. Are you more of a thinker or a doer? Doer and then think later. Street smarts or book smarts? Both. Fresh food or fried food? Fresh, unfortunately. Are you more cautious or bold? Very bold. Rarely cautious. All right. Last one. Cannonball into a pool or dip a toe in first? Drinking a margarita on a raft in the pool. All right. I, I will take that one. That, that <laughs> one was probably a really good question. Well, John, I... Me and James both greatly appreciate you being here today. Yeah, and thank you so much. Well, I'm very proud of all three of you. I think this is going to be great, and I love you all. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, you guys stay tuned for more information on John's podcast. Um, as we get it, we'll let you know. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Hey, James, can you hand me that microphone cord on the bottom shelf? I sure can. Oh no, I ripped a huge hole in my pants. Well, that's embarrassing. What am I going to do, Matt? I wish there was somewhere I could find reasonably priced work clothes in a pinch. Haven't you heard of the Knox Pride Thriftique? I haven't. What's that? 
The Knocked Pride Thriftique offers unique vintage finds and your everyday clothing and accessory needs. Plus, every dollar spent helps fund programs at Knocked Pride. That sounds pretty great, Matt. What are their hours? The Knox Pride Thrift Peak is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop in or visit knoxpride.com for more information. All right, I'm not sure which I like doing better was having the interview with John or creating that amazing promo. The promos were maybe the most fun part of this whole episode for me. Um, I hope we get to do more in the future. Uh, and also, just a little call to action for you guys. We would really appreciate it if you would rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And hopefully it's Apple Podcasts because that's where it really matters. That algorithm is very important to us. We really appreciate it. What else, Matt? I think that's it. Yeah, I'm just glad that everybody could be here today. Special special shout out to JD for helping us get this recorded. Uh, shout out to you for being my lovely co-host. You know, I'm just really excited to get back into the studio and, you know, show everybody some more content later in the future. You're so cute. Just adorable. I literally love you. I think that's a wrap on our second episode. Can you believe that? I'm super stoked, but I can't wait to see where this takes us. Well, this has gotten awkward, so bye, y'all. <laughs> Knox Pride Podcast is produced by J.D. Davis, Matt Navarro-Camp, and James Owens with recording and engineering by J.D. Davis. Knox Pride Podcast is a community-driven effort, and we need your help. Please email us at podcast at knoxpride.com with any questions, ideas for guests, or suggestions on content. And don't forget to follow us at Knox Pride Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Knox Pride Podcast is brought to you by Knox Pride Network with funding from the United Way. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.